Hello, weekly listeners. This is Jake Zucker here with another episode of the Maroon Weekly. I'm joined by a couple of voices here today at the Logan Center. Uh, It's me, Jake. Hi, I'm Carter. Hi, I'm Noah. Noah's new to the section this week, and we're really excited to have her. She has a story on UChicago Survivor, the reality show craze that's been taking over campus. Yes. uh, Basically, UChicago Survivor is like the TV show, but also nothing like the TV show because we're not on an island, but it is very fun. The third season is filming right now, and season one is coming out on the YouTube channel, so if you need to procrastinate, it's a very fun watch. Um, Yeah, the season's been pretty fun so far. Our first challenge was on the 57th Street Beach at 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday, so that was was a bonding experience. Um, (laughs) Everyone, though, on the cast is very nice, and... Are you able to tell us anything about uh, what you're up to on Survivor? Um, yeah, so the I think my favorite part of the season so far has been our micro scab challenge. Um, basically, we did scab, but like not really in 24 hours. <laughs> so we did a lot of really weird random things. Like if you saw someone doing the worm on the seal, the Reynolds Club seal, that was probably why. Um, They're not graduating. <laughs> I mean, I tried to do that, but it, I couldn't do that. Yeah. A lot of people aren't going to graduate because of microscope. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, what's, the, what's the group of people in charge of it like, the, with the people who are producing it? Yeah. They're very nice. I like them all. They can't really, they're supposed to be mean to us, so it's like their job oh. right now. But, like, they are nice people. I know some of them. <laughs> so they're, like, not mean in real life, but... They're mean to the people that are on the current season, because for purposes of... For purposes. For purposes. What's it like to get kicked off the show? Have you been kicked off? No. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Oh, you wouldn't know. No. But people do get kicked off. Yes. I I can't say that I'm much a survivor guy myself. I don't really know how it works. Yeah, people get kicked off after they lose a challenge. Mm. Yeah, so if you're bad at the game, you go home. Have you ever seen Survivor, Carter? Some people in my house have enjoyed watching Survivor before. I've stepped in for a couple episodes, concluded that the people who typically win seem to be really, really mean, and mm. then I left. Yeah. That's fair That's enough. That's fair. We're trying to get rid of all the mean people, I think. So we're, we're trying to have a fun, fun season. <laughs> but maybe it takes mean people to get rid of mean people. Maybe, but I was talking to, the, to, to a member of production, and he was like, yeah, everyone in this cast is very nice, and like it's entertaining, and it's fun. Whereas maybe the last season, everyone was more mean and made... Cutthroat? Cutthroat, yeah, and That's cared a lot. Like, I'll, I think our season's pretty chill. I'll have to watch some of it with you and compare yeah. and contrast. All right, thank you for that, Noah. Appreciate your contributions. No problem. I was going to say that the botany pond was close, but you didn't... I didn't about how the button phone is closed. No, it doesn't. I don't understand how the show works. Whatever. I mean, Whatever. it doesn't need to. It's okay. Yeah, I can set it out later. Um, yeah, the botany phone is closed. Okay. So you're, you're free to go. Yeah, I'm going to need to work. I'm almost done. Sorry. Kind of. Should we film the ending? No, it's fine. Okay. So you don't want her to say goodbye? You don't want me to the ending? I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, we're gonna say <laughs> we're gonna say all right. This is Jason. Come, come next week, so you can actually say goodbye. Yeah, I'll come next week. <laughs> With more news, we have Carter reporting on Heidi Heitkamp and an interview that she did with 
our very own Chicago Maroon. That's right. Last week, we covered the selection of Heidi Heitkamp as the incoming head of the IOP following David Axelrod's announcement that he would step down from the role on February 15th, 2023. Since then, the Maroon has had the chance to interview Ms. Heitkamp about her personal experiences entering the world of politics, her thoughts on the state of the IOP she will inherit from Mr. Axelrod, and her future plans for the Institute. Heitkamp began her career in her home state of North Dakota, convinced to run for state office at the age of 28 by her mentor, former Senator Kent Conrad. While she lost that election, she continued to stay involved, soon serving as tax commissioner and then attorney general before being elected to the United States Senate in 2012. After losing re-election in 2018, Heitkamp founded One Country Project, an organization linking Democrats to rural voters. Her mission since has been not just to involve herself, but to motivate others to get involved politically, saying, quote, It's not enough to be engaged on issues. In America, you've got to be willing to help people get elected who can adapt or write the narrative, end quote. Heitkamp takes that mission with her as she prepares to take over leadership of the IOP. Though a daunting task with big shoes to fill, Heitkamp is not intimidated, saying that she's grateful for Axelrod's involvement and for the opportunity to lead the IOP to the next chapter. She says, quote, It's amazing what he has done in 10 years. He got it to probably its adolescence, which I'm grateful for because no one wants to raise adolescence. But now we're in that spot where we really are in an era of maturity, end quote. Her plans for the future center on expanding the IOP's message and mission beyond its place on campus and on building a network with future leaders on campus. Her goal is to get students from all disciplines engaged because, in her words, quote, none of you will have a job where public policy is not critically important to that job. Whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in finance, you, get, you have got to understand politics and you've got to understand policy, end quote. We look forward to seeing what Ms. Heitkamp can accomplish with the IOP when she takes over on January 3rd. For the complete article, written by Eric Fang and Michael McClure, head on over to the Maroon. It's worth a read. Thank you for that, Carter. Heidi Heitkamp's an interesting pick for head of the IOP. She's a Democrat. She's a Democratic senator from North Dakota. But she voted with Trump pretty often when she was in the Senate. A few times, yes. Uh, She was considered by President Trump for the role of uh, Secretary of Agriculture, following her support for the Keystone XL pipeline, although she was not chosen for the role. Um, uh, yes, she, she definitely has um, appealed to both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean, to be elected as a Democrat in North Dakota, I think that's what you have to do. Yes, it was a narrow victory, yes. She won by about 1% in 2012. Wow. Um, but yes, she did, in fact, win as a Democrat for the United States Senate for North Dakota, absolutely. Yeah, it's a very red state, as I'm sure many of our listeners know. All right, another update is a Chicago Maroon update internal to, you know, our organization. The Chicago Maroon's marketplace is back online. It had been under maintenance for a few months, but now any community member is welcome to buy or sell on the platform. Marketplace now has a very sleek layout, and items are already up for sale. If you want a lightly used electric bike for $2,800, Marketplace is the place for you. They also have other, plenty of other stuff, not just things that cost thousands of dollars. And uh, if you're apartment <laughs> hunting, there are already sublets available. And at the time of recording, Marketplace has been back online for only 24 hours or so. Um, and I'm sure that more postings will be up soon. There are categories there for jobs, services, community events, and more. Uh, Marketplace has been very popular in the past, and I'm looking forward to seeing it get back on its feet. 
And uh, another piece of Maroon news, if any of our listeners would like to join the podcast section, join the weekly, come down here um, to the Logan Center, you'd be more than welcome. You're free to send me an email at jrzucker at uchicago.edu, and I'd be happy to talk to you about what it's like to be a member of our section. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, indeed. Carter, do you have another update for us? I do have another update. It's university-related. I am very excited that this year, once again, the University Symphony Orchestra will be hosting their annual Halloween concert. For those of you who do not know, those of you who have uh, not yet been enlightened by this fantastic artistic experience, the University Symphony Orchestra performs every year in Mandel Hall a concert of pieces inspired by the theme. This year, the theme is Enchantments and Spells. The director, Barbara Schubert, will also be in full costume, um, and it's usually very well done. The first year that I went to go see it, she was dressed as uh, Christine Daae from Phantom of the Opera. Um, and I am really interested to see what's going to happen this year. Uh, the concert is partnering with the uh, Hyde Park School of Dance and U Chicago Women's Ensemble, as well as soloists from the Vocal Studies Program, to make this fantastic family event. Admission is free, uh, no tickets are required, and donations that are requested are $10 for general admission or $5 for students and children. That concert will be held this Saturday, October 29th, at 7 p.m., and then again at 9 p.m. And that's, again, in Mendel Hall. Thank you for that, Carter. I assume you've been to this concert before. I have, yes. My first year, um, my family was in town, and uh, we, I think, had dinner at Medici or something, and I read, I, I heard there's this concert going on. It was one of the things that I'd seen when I was applying to UChicago. And uh, it was fantastic. I remember they played, I believe, Pirates of the Caribbean, if I recall correctly. I know they played um, the Dance of the Nights uh, from Prokofiev. I just... It was, a, it was a really fun concert. Yeah, I try to make it a point to get to student arts events like this, but I, I can't say I've been to this concert. I I, probably, I should go next week. Um, this Saturday, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Saturday. Um, yeah, student arts events are fantastic, and they're not always just on campus, although you can't often find student performances. You'll also find that there are a number of institutions in the Chicago area which have great student prices or student discounts. The CSO, for example, does student tickets for usually about 15 to $20 dollars, I know they have uh, upcoming on November 5th, another Saturday at 6 p.m., a college night for students. Um, and you can also get tickets to the Lyric Opera for $20 through their next program. There are just a lot of opportunities um, that you can find through the Arts Pass, if you look, that'll get you engaged in all sorts of artistic opportunities, both for music, for theater, for art, um, visual, and performing. There's a lot of options. Yeah, we are lucky to have free admission to so many museums and discounted tickets to all sorts of <laughs> yes. cool places. College night was a lot of fun last it year. Was. Carter was nice enough to invite me to a college night last spring, maybe? Yes. Um, they had Their pizza. first one since, since COVID had, uh, had, had began. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right. Um, I think that's it. And with that, that's our weekly episode for the week. Um, thank you for listening. Again, I'm Jake. I'm Carter. And Noah had to leave us. (laughs) But um, she'll be back. We'll see you next week.